Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Remember when we published a host top 10 movies of all time list back in 2017? Here we go again, and again in our next episode. Who in the world cares about some host of You Hate Movies top 10 favorite movies of all time? Maybe you do. Who knows? So join us as we celebrate and mock Liam's all-time favorite movies. Hey, remember a long time ago when we started doing a whole, we're going to share our top 10 favorite movies of all time. And I says to the group, I says, okay, guys, I'll make a list and I'll share it with everyone. And then everyone's like, great, let's hear your list. And then I said, here they are. And I shared them with everybody. And then everybody else said, nah, I can't make any list. Namely, Tyler especially just kept saying, ah, who, who can make a list? You know, what's a list? Really? He said that? Yeah. Isn't that rude? Oh, that's no. messed up. I don't, I don't do lists. And then Matt kept saying, I, I got a list. Hey, everyone, I got a list. What yeah. my list? He's been going on and on about his list for years. And it's like, all right, man, we got it. You got a list. I've got a list. I'm He's ready always to making lists. So without, without further ado, Liam Gonison is on the show tonight. Hey, buongiorno. And uh, he did make a top ten list. I hope that sure. movie's. I hope that movie's on the list. It would make sense. Oh, uh, mm. uh, Patrick and Tyler are also both here. Say hello at the same time. Hello. hello. <laughs> hey. And when I say here, I don't mean anywhere in particular because everyone's in a different place. Here, We're all here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Here is here is doesn't mean anything anymore. It does to me. We're all here. It's like time. Time doesn't mean anything. Yeah, man. It means nothing. You just can't keep track of it or something like that. Mm. It's got to mean something, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's true. Okay, that's good. Wow. This whole plague has really sapped Tyler's energy. Ooh. best, but... And only really... Only real reason why you need, know you need to do is because suddenly, like, you have to dust and you have to shave, and you're like, I guess time is passing. Got to clean my toilet again. It's been like however long. Gosh, That's, I guess time is going by. You guys can't see him, but I can see Liam. It doesn't look like he shaved at all. Right. And it doesn't look like his toilet's cleaned either. Yeah, it's disgusting. Really? Jeez, guys. <laughs> I shaved my neck. Yeah. yeah. That's got to count for something. Yeah, it does to me. Well, Liam, it's up. To, you've got to give us a certain amount of, you know, showmanship with this thing. I, I suppose I do. I understand that with these top tens, it's um, we're not going like our traditional way, in which case we have a top ten and then kind of go round robin, go ten, one, two, three, four, all of, all of us, and then nine, one, two, three, four, all of us, and then eight. It's just, this is just kind of Liam's sweet list. Yeah, right? it's, it's you making a list and defending it to us. Holy Cow. Okay. We're going to pass judgment on the list. Uh, and it's up to you. You've been on a lot of our normal top 10 shows. So, so it's just yeah. like you're revealing your number, except no one else is revealing anything. <laughs> We're just standing in silent judgment and then vocalizing no. that judgment after. No, you yeah, this judgment is not silent. It's silent while he's talking. Eh, we'll oh, see. I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll really? see. Soon. All right. Well, without further right, we'll ado. Let's keep it vibrant. Yeah. Oh, Liam, before you give us the list, can you tell us a little bit about how you made it? Yeah, I made it, well, it's all alphabetical. 
So I went through everything I'd ever seen and just like, all right, A to Z, let's so make this top 10. Avatar is number one? I hope not. Um, well, we'll see. Well, you know, we're, we're going to start off with Z, Tyler. So, oh, um, but uh, yeah, I did kind of kick things off with uh, just an honorable mention, just ones that kind of kicked in there. But to answer your question, Josh, like how did I come up with this? Uh, when the last time I did my top 10, I noticed that it had changed. I thought I'd just be able to whip that, pull that out. I was like, no, you know, my heart's kind of changed over, over the years. And, you know, so some movies may not even be in my top 10 list, but uh, other ones did, you know, crawl in there. Wow. Okay. Um, There's movies that got fully booted. Yeah. yeah. Give us those movies. Are those your honorable mentions now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. One of those was uh, Batman, the original Batman. The with, uh, Tom, Tim Burton. Tom, Tim, Tom Burton. Uh, Tom wow. Burton. Oh, yeah. Tyler really has lost all track of. Reality. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, date or, or names or locations anymore. Tom Burton is Tim Burton's less goth brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was one of the first movies I went to by myself. I think I could not get my parents to go. I, uh, my mom wow. dropped me off to go watch it. Just as I just, and then that was in the dollar theater by that point. So I was just scrambling to see it on the big screen. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, she dropped me off and went to the Galleria and just, I mean, I was just nervous going through the parking garage by myself. And I was just a this little kid. Tucson? This is in, yeah, the romance capital of America. Tucson, Arizona. So I feel like a, a relevant uh, um, piece of information to this list, like it, I think it did with Josh's list, is to know uh, your, your um, approximate age. So maybe you could tell us how old you were when you saw the first Batman. <laughs> I was five. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I had, uh, gosh, how old was I? Um, I think it was like 10. Mm. 10 when I saw it. Okay. Maybe it was 14. But, 10 and 14 yeah. are really different ages. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think today because I was dropped off. I think I, I was... I don't think you drop off a 10-year-old. Oh, you'd be surprised. My mom, yeah. She did I not want to... I think I got... I think I'm... Well, I don't know. I don't know. My, my like, parents probably would have been at the theater, but I, could, I would go to a different movie at 10. Yeah, but my, yeah, my parents would... Like, I was taking the bus when I was at like 8 or something like that. So I wanted to go to the comic store. My parents wouldn't take me. So I had to take the scary bus. The point okay. is, you, well, you're we'll getting get to the so bottom, but not tiny. Let's yeah, get to the bottom of this. Tim Burton's Batman came out in 1989. Okay, so that would put me at 12, right in between 10 and 14. Yeah, okay. Split the difference. You were, a, you were a tween. Mm -hmm. In between and that. Uh, yeah, I loved it, man. It was, it was a great experience. 12 is a great age to see the Tim Burton Batman movie. Yeah. You know, uh, I just remember being so excited to, you know, he had to finally see it. Uh, seeing Jack Nicholson, that, that fun hype for it. I remember just being amazed at knowing that it was like the biggest movie. It brought, brought back the blockbusters, like, to the, you know, being at that level. It's like 250 million. And, um, yeah, I remember just like rooting for it. It was cool. It was a good time. Um, another honorable mention uh, is going to go to uh, the first uh, animated film for Best Picture uh, being uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my God, which was number one in your personal uh, top ten of the Disney 
what did what was that era? What did we? What, what was that? Renaissance. The, the Renaissance, Disney Renaissance, Silver. right? What's Wait, that? Platinum. This is the Visa era. The, Visa the ones in the nineties. Yeah, the Visa yeah. Platinum card. Stop it, Tyler. It was a renaissance, right? I think Patrick had it. Yes. Renaissance. Yeah. Anyway, we did an episode <laughs> on it. Your, your number one spoiler for that episode was Beauty and the Beast. The only yeah. person in the group was Beauty and the Beast at number one. Yeah. Man, that's so unique. You know, man, paid off. Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I think, yeah, that used to be my, in my, among my top ten. Mm, do you relate that? to the Beast? Or to Bell? Yeah, I think I'll... I think all of us can, well, actually more Gaston mm, for uh, sure. back in for the day. Sure. Yeah. Um, Just a yeah, beautiful no, old pig. Mm-hmm. We'll have six or seven. Um, <laughs> the, Trapping boys. <laughs> like me. The, uh, let's see here. And uh, my third honorable mention is going to be uh, the um, Spanish subtitled classic uh, Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which just beautifully married like a real life, you know, kind of fairy tale with a, a fictional fairy tale and just set it, just paralleled the two stories magnificently well together. That's great. Yeah. Love so. Pan's Labyrinth. You know, it'd be interesting to do a best of Guillermo del Toro episode. Mm, think about it. Guy's good. And it's great who movie. knows what, what The Hobbit he, would have been like. He has some really high that. highs, and he's got some a few low lows, too. Isn't he making kids shows now? Is that what he's doing? I didn't even bother know. watching his horror movie, even though that seems like it would have been right up my alley. Which one? Oh, uh, Crimson, Rock. Crimson no. Peak or something Crimson like that? Crimson Peak, yeah. Yeah, that was a little difficult. Yeah. See? Yeah, sorry. I don't recommend that one. Sadly. Well, for God's sake, where's the top 10, though? Are we yeah, for, for the sake of God, let's begin. Yeah. Number 10. Um, I've got this here because it, its sentimental value is enormous enough that it, well, it just takes me back to watching it as a child sitting like on my mother's lap and uh, just songs that have resonated with me ever since. Um, yeah, that'd be the uh, sound of music, where you get uh, like I was yeah. like, how, what, what are these classics? I gotta have it in my top ten. Like, uh, you know, the songs you know. I know Julie Andrews is like, man, what a babe. And then uh, the ever handsome Christopher, uh, not guest, not Christopher Lee, not what's Christopher Reeves, not Christopher Reeves, it's not Christopher Lee, that's for sure. Nolan, Nolan. Dang it, a good Robin? Christopher. Christopher Robin. Yeah. The songs you know, really? I only know the one line from the one song that is also the title of the movie. Uh, you'd know more if you, uh, if you heard the little jingles, I assure you. Okay. Cuckoo, cuckoo. And of course, you like Gwen Stefani, too. She did a little knockoff on one of them. I'll take you back. All right, number nine. Uh, number performance. nine. That, um, that made me appreciate the depth of what an actor could perform with. Actually, one of my favorite um, acting jobs that I've ever seen on screen is uh, 
the now somewhat humorous Nicolas Cage in Leaving Las Vegas, where he plays a man drinking himself to death. Oh, and man. the just the kind of woe and anguish, yet you know, shreds of hope that he has with a prostitute played by Elizabeth Shue. Um, but, yeah, great picture. Uh, disappointing me so far this is pretty good no, I, I haven't seen it in years but i remember uh watching it and tyler will appreciate this on tbs mm-hmm. one of those types of movies all right it was on tbs yeah. wow well pretty yeah gritty. i think that i remember it could have been tbs or it might have been tnt but one of them had like a nicholas cage triple feature that included uh leaving las vegas raising arizona and um, the freaking vampire movie. Remember when he was? He's in a vampire movie. Yeah, what was that? Yeah. Uh, Once bitten I'll or something like it. that. Or, but anyway, I watched. I remember yeah. watching all three late at night and thinking that leaving Las Vegas was interesting. But that was many years ago. Yeah, no, it's interesting that they put it on a TBS too. It'd be a weird thing to edit for television. Um, I'm sure, they were all yeah. just totally neutered. Yeah. Vampire's Ooh. Kiss was the name of the movie. Vampire's Kiss, yeah. It's always funny to me when they're clearly uh, dubbing out cuss words, but you can still tell what they're saying. Yeah. And they're coming up with yeah. just the worst substitutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Breakfast Club had some really good ones. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, uh, let's see here. Number eight. We're going with uh, – we're going comedy, guys. Uh, oh, this is one of my favorite – yeah, comedies ever. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> the Inventor of the Optigrab. We're going Steve Martin and the Jerk. Um, <laughs> I laugh hysterically throughout that picture at its absurdity. It's dumb and dumber before, you know, there was. Uh, it's true. I, I could give that to the jerk. It Dumb and dumber is derivative of that, some of that comedy. Derivative yeah. seems like a strong word. Uh, inspired by, influenced by. Mm, I don't know. I feel like probably they just made Lloyd Christmas the same character almost. Yeah, it's true. It's it's a very funny movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, very quotable. Um, remember that part where his, his whole head spins around? Uh, it's hilarious. I like, like the cans. The cans one is funny. I'm somebody part. now. He hates the cans. <laughs> no, he's like, <laughs> my name in print. It's this kind of spontaneous <laughs> publication that gets things happening for you. <laughs> and, then, and then just some guy like Johnson, Navin R. Sounds like a typical run-of-the-mill bastard. <laughs> so he wants to kill him. Is it, Liam, tell me if my memory is right. Is the guy with the gun the same... Um, as the neighbor from Christmas with the Cranks. Ooh, so that's MMA Walsh. Oh gosh, I don't know. Across I think the street, he's still alive at that point. The I think guy, you right. The old guy across the street from Tim Allen and Jamie Lynch. Uh, Jamie Lee Jamie, Curtis. Jamie Lynch. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, um, different from Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, maybe I. I should see Christmas the Cranks again. I, I didn't see it this no. last year. No, you don't need to do that. Yeah, you got to watch that every year. I'm looking yeah. it up though. Don't worry. I'm but he was in um, he was in Blade Runner. Yep. With yep. Harrison Ford. He, I mean, he did it. He was always like kind of a you know, sub character. Very which cut? Place. Which cut is he in? in Blade oh, he's in all three. They didn't. Oh. They didn't mess and, with his role. And Tyler, you're he. It is the same dude from Christmas yeah. with the Cranks, nice. and he's also in Critters. <laughs> 
Oh, Critters. Like that makes sense. He's in freaking Critters, yeah. which is probably also on this list. So, so far, we're spanning 1965 with Sound of Music to 1995 with Leaving Las Vegas and some touchdowns in between. Let's see how, let's see how much yeah. time we... So, so see how my approximation of your age seems to play uh, you know, as a relevant piece of information here? There's a lot of nostalgia in this list. Right, yeah. I get it. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, are, are we ready for number seven, guys? We're freaking ready, man. Yeah. Still. Okay. So we start from, we go from comedy, the jerk. Actually, we got kind of a seesaw going on here. Bright and happy sound of music, followed by dark and dreary leaving Las Vegas. Then happy peppy, the jerk. Now we're going to my favorite war film ever. Uh, and also a bit of a philosophy book in... The Thin Red Line by Terrence Malick. Wow. Um, yeah. This is uh, this ensemble cast, the voiceovers, the the miraculous cinematography. Just, I had no idea a war film could look like this, and that's from a guy who's an enormous fan of Platoon and Paths of Glory and Apocalypse Now and Saving Private Ryan and gosh, yeah, tons of stuff. But like this was just like I didn't know you could tell a war film. Uh, at such a length, and I mean, it's like reading a book, like while you're well, watching a, a movie. Funny say that it it is a book. Oh, <laughs> what? Actually, the sequel in a trilogy of books. Oh. And he said, "I like this one. I picked this one. <laughs> we'll do this movie." But yeah, have you guys seen it? Do you like it? Am I on the right path here? I like yeah. the red line. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not my favorite Terrence Malick movie, but I do like it a lot. Or I liked it. I've only seen it one time. I liked it a lot that one time. Yeah, the one time I because I made you watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when I saw it. I mean, it's not like I was like <laughs> worst or something. There was no coercion no, involved. It was a it was a movie club night, and I chose the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good pick. Cool, thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, I, I like that choice. I'm a. I thought I was the resident advocate for. Thin red line. I'm glad. I'm glad to see it on someone's list. Not anymore. Liam likes it better than you know. Liam liked it first. I guess should have done my list first. That's top Ooh. ten. That's what you get. <laughs> but yeah. I would say, Liam, you're wrong about it being a war film. It's uh, set oh, yeah. in during a war. Okay. It's a. It's a. <laughs> it's a. To be one going around. <laughs> it's a film. It's a film about good and evil that he just chose the story of war to tell that story. He chose the story of what? He chose. He chose the setting of war to tell a story about good and evil and ex- existentialism. Uh, so it's set during a war. This is like what counts as a Christmas movie now, <laughs> right? Yeah. So Die there's, Hard, guys. There's yeah. Christmas <laughs> in it, but it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but good. But with that. Um, our uh, our seesaw is not going uh, bright and uh, happy, guys. We're staying a bit more dreary. Uh, to which case, I got to go with um, my favorite Stanley Kubrick um, picture, uh, which is the well, I feel underrated Barry Lyndon uh, story of um, a common opportunist uh, who finds success just barely getting his way, like sidling his way into. Um, the aristocracy. Mm-hmm. Sidle okay. yeah. your way into that aristocracy. Yeah, that's what he did. Have you guys seen it? You know, I you actually, know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen 
seen uh, Barry Lyndon, but I watched, I believe it was a documentary about a clockwork orange, or it might have been a documentary about The Shining, I can't remember. And it talked at length about Barry Lyndon because apparently, uh, according to this documentary, it was a divisive film of his. Is that accurate? Divisive, yeah. Well, I think divisive amongst fans who've seen it and like appreciate or just like amongst critics or yeah i think i the picture i remember this documentary painting is that it was like something that he was like obsessively well i guess he's that kind of filmmaker anyway but he was um very much entrenched in the production of this movie and then it kind of came out and people were like wait what what is what exactly is this yeah yeah no i think well after what he had accomplished with you know paths of glory in 2001 and clockwork orange and then he comes out with this i think people were very much like wait a minute this is this is he, he takes quite a turn in this and even with you know str- i would argue strange love is quite a turn from its predecessors um but uh but yeah to have it come to this kind of like a, a linear story on just kind of goes just follows this almost like a Ford, forrest gumpy kind of character and every forrest man- gumpy Forrest Gumpy um, into these into these adventures is yeah it's just not it's not the, a typical uh, Kubrick movie that you would you know watch for the shock value yeah because he has I've those never seen it oh gosh yeah I highly recommend it America yeah. it's no Full Metal like Jacket that. it's no Full Metal Jacket I'm a fan of Full Metal Jacket. Or at least the first half, like everyone else. <laughs> yep, there it is. Oh, there it is. right, cool, interesting. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Thanks for hearing me out on that. Check it out. Yeah, <laughs> very appreciate linear. it. Yeah, um, I, I find that Kubrick's films are not very accessible, other than Two Thousand One or Shining. You don't really see his titles very often in very many places. Certainly not streaming services. Oh yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, streaming services are a bit less. I don't. You gotta, you gotta go search for that. Yeah, I spied show was on, and The Shining were on Netflix for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, they're a little bit more exclusive, I suppose. Um, the Shining just got itself a nice 4K Blu-ray. Get out there and scoop that woo. thing up. That's probably the one that everyone's seen. Yeah, go see yeah. the only Kubrick movie everyone's seen. Yeah. No, it's good. Uh, but with that, we go, we stay in this kind of drama field and we get a bit brighter. Uh, this time going with what I feel is Cameron Crowe's uh, magnum opus and also the one that is the most, or is the most autobiographical and that it's based on his life. Uh, it's almost famous. Mm. Uh, kind yeah. Of a, yeah. So, I can understand that one, sure. Do you happen to have any, like, almost famous memorabilia that you own perhaps yeah i do i actually keep it uh, in my home you can mm-hmm. see it from the street people see i always wonder does anyone see this big yeah, they giant do. banner one of time a woman's I, face? I uh, was attending a class near liam's house and i go for a walk to get some lunch with another gentleman we walk by liam's house from the sidewalk and he looks up and says wow somebody who lives up there really likes almost famous not kate hudson but just almost famous yeah. i said yeah he does 
<laughs> I like the movie so much. I advertise for it in my life. <laughs> Jason Lee. So I want to hear the story. Tell tell everybody the story about how you managed to acquire this. It's got to be what seven feet by eight feet or something banner of the yeah. or almost. Yeah. Uh, in uh, in my wiser years, I, I got to help run a movie theater, and of course, you have access to one sheets, aka posters and banners and things like that. And this particular banner was one of the more enormous ones because in theaters you have giant walls. And I remember thinking, gosh, I sure would like that. My peers were like, dude, where are you going to hang that up? Like no one has a wall that big. I was like, I don't know. And so I rolled it up and kept it in storage for years. And then lo and behold, I was blessed with a 20 foot wall. (laughs) And I was just like, I need to live here. I have the perfect (laughs) banner for it. (laughs) So you bought your loft just for this banner. Is that what you're telling us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I've been broken in a number of times. I've, you know, battled a lot of people on the outside, just trying to walk people to their cars, but doggone it where I live, <laughs> I get to have this wall and people see it when they're walking past the uh, Mexican restaurant and have their lunch. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I'm happy about that. Almost yeah, that's famous. you're you're that guy. You're the almost famous guy. Yeah, the AFG. So right I'm, here. Gl- I'm glad it's found <laughs> a place on your list. All right. Yeah. yeah thanks, yeah, guys. Yeah. But yeah, when was the last time you guys saw that or listened to the soundtrack? It's been uh, a while for me. I feel like I watched it in the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, listen to it. Listen to the uh, soundtrack. It's, it's mighty good. You it's like Bowie, Josh? You like Bowie? Sure. Who doesn't? That's true, yeah. Doesn't love Bowie. I just love the the actors are in it are great. Yeah, no, Billy Crudup. Yeah, Jason Lee, Kate Hudson. Yeah. yeah. It's winners all the oh Philip Seymour Hoffman's scrum tralescent in it. Yeah. You know, I out of all the people in that movie and when I finally watched it, the reason that I watched it is because you know, people, were, it was, uh, I don't mean this in any kind of derogatory way, but it seemed like it was always girls saying, oh my gosh, you got to see Almost Famous. Have you not seen Almost Famous? It's really great. Come on, Josh, let's watch Almost Famous. I was like, ah, I don't know. What is one of these, like, I thought it was like a stoner movie or something just because it was, had that uh, aesthetic to me. But then someone said, yeah. Jason Lee's in it. I said, Jason Lee's in it. Then why my did name you is Earl. So? Pop yeah. that thing in, man. Let's see that thing. This was, rats guy. This was I mean, pre My Name is Earl, right? Yeah, yeah, he was good, and uh, I, I wish I'd like to see Jason Lee in something other than Chipmunks these days. <laughs> Truth. He was in that yeah. last Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, reboot? That, yeah. Mm-hmm. That dumb scene of really uh, heavy, forced exposition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, wince. Wince, wince. Okay, guys, what number are we on? You tell After us. You're less famous. With pleasure. Okay, so with that, we're in. A, well, we're deep into top five. From that, we uh, we are going to go with. Um, we're going to go animated, which means a little more family oriented, but it's a darker family oriented picture. Going a bit more old school. I suppose this is Golden Age, um, Disney. Um, but um, yeah, so we're going Pinocchio, guys. God, dog, Pinocchio is we're on going Pinocchio. Up higher than Terrence Malick and. Stanley Kubrick. Is yeah. Pinocchio a childhood favorite? Pinocchio is from a childhood favorite, yeah. 
Yeah, I think the impression that it's made on me throughout my life and like the number of times I've seen it hasn't been nearly as many as a lot of these pictures because, well, up until Disney Plus, um, you always had to wait for that vault to open up to be able to, you know, see that movie. And yeah. um, But I tell you that like for watching Disney movies, I didn't realize well, – I just didn't know that Disney movies could be scary and like frightening and uh, that it was okay to be scared or be horrified. Um, particularly speaking of, you know, just Monstro the whale or, you know, the, you know, pleasure Island where the kids are turning into donkeys. Yeah, that always scared me. No. It was scary. My early memories of Disney movies are being scared. Like yeah, Pinocchio no. and Dumbo and Bambi. Even Lion King is scary. Disney's scary. Disney's teaching kids about death and trauma. And they need to know about that. They just think they're, oh, we're cute and cuddly. Spare me. Hard knocks, kids. Spare me. You need to know. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. People just think, oh, Jimmy throws throws hatchets into old marionettes. It's pretty mad. Up with a big whale and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. Monstro, man, monstro, monster man. It was a, <laughs> it's a graveyard smash, right? Now, from the horror of Pinocchio, we're gonna go, we're gonna brighten things up again to my favorite comedy in existence. Uh, this one's topping the jerk and it's topping wedding crashers. And it's topping some like it hot, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh-huh. we're we're going with the pioneer of the classic album, even worse, a spinoff of Michael Jackson's Bad. This is Weird Al Yankovic's UHF. Oh, you my. get to drink from the fire hose. Yeah. Is that a movie? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. We used to watch UHF a lot. <laughs> I don't, I'm not uh, sure why. I don't know how we first. Someone told us to rent it. They're like, oh, there's a movie. Oh, I remember it. They were like, Kramer's in it. Yeah. <laughs> go, go rent UHF because Kramer's in it. Yeah, uh, a young Kramer. I've never heard of it. You really was, should see it, Tyler. It Seems was like kind of <laughs> very no. funny at that time. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Weird Al. That's because um, a lot of things just go over your head. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole movie. <laughs> I love that Liam turned that into an insult. I don't think that anyone's ever said that about Weird Al before, that he's ever gone over anyone's head. In this movie, Weird Al uh, is in a, a fake muscle bodysuit uh, acting like Rambo. Okay. You love Rambo. First Blood, Tyler. Weird is it a Al, musical? It. Uh, no, but it has music in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Not like Sound of Music music, but rock and roll. Uh, I don't understand. Was Weird Al trying to cross over? acting or was he just trying to make a movie that he could write music for a little from column a a little from column b and c in which he helped write this movie uh-huh. these okay. uh, helped are actually yeah kind of co-wrote it's kind of cool Tyler, yeah, it's, it's fun. i sent you an image that i want you to see no i don't want to look at it <laughs> why why you've always uh, been so dismissive you're very quick to dismiss tyler don't man so, is so that a bodysuit is that what you said yeah it's like a uh, you know a, a uh, a prosthetic body. <laughs> yeah, he looks a lot yeah. younger. <laughs> Just you no know, body aside, he's looking good. 
Good you don't know that he wasn't working out. That's true. Who knows what I he don't. looks like without that uh, Hawaiian shirt? Think about yeah, it. Yeah. Maybe it's not a prosthetic at all. Mm-hmm. That could be. Well, he's a good waxer. Doesn't it have the nanny in it too? It's got Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad you're looking it up. America, no. UHF. We got to watch it. Before there was the internet. UHF. No. I'm going to watch that Kubrick film first. That's probably fair. Well, I hope you watch Jackie Brown too. I've seen, I've seen Jackie Brown. You and I were the only ones that had seen it when we did that Tarantino episode. Boy, we got an angry Talking review. to the bros. We got an angry <laughs> review based it. on that. Hmm. Yeah, well, you'd think that a movie podcast would at least watch the movies. Ooh. Yeah, you would think, but uh, <laughs> here we are. You'd think, but here we are. Ay, ay, ay. Pistol Chris. Dang. All right. No, All right, he's a, he just doesn't like Matt. Yeah. No, that was a different bad review. Oh, <laughs> uh, got it. From it's me. hard to yeah, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <With> <laughs> <a> bad review. <laughs> right. Okay, guys, we're closing in on number one. Here we go. And we have to do that with number two. Now, this number two used to be my number one, um, but I uh, I decided to change it up. So it, uh, I docked it down a little bit. But um, but this is uh, my favorite. Well, just a, a terrific drama, Cops and Robbers, uh, relate, story of based on relationships and uh, well, the def- difficulties therein. You have, um, this is Michael Mann's Heat from 1985, 1995. Heat. Yeah. Heat was your number one for a while? It was for a long time. Yeah. Just because it was blew my thoughts off. This sounds, this sounds like nostalgia again. It was a good time. Well, yeah. It was a good time. I guess maybe it still is. I don't know. That it's was the last time, time anybody has seen Heat. Oh, I don't know. When I watched June, it in junior year or something like that. <laughs> Heat's, uh, one of those, Heat's one of those movies that I remember distinctly from browsing video stores. It's kind of always yep. on the shelf. Yep. Yeah, and it was two tapes or two DVDs because it was three hours. <sighs> Yeah, they didn't rush anything. Um, but yeah, to, just to watch De Niro and Pacino, a couple masters playing, playing chess with each other. It's a good, good psychological bit. Um, but yeah, and I saw it. I want to rewatch it. I watched it, I think, last year. It was on Netflix. And I was happy about it. Pretty accessible. But yeah, Patrick, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen the heat. Did you like the gu- gunfight in it? Uh, yeah. Again, it's been a while, but I remember liking it. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick doesn't like it. I do. I said I did. He's so indifferent to heat. Yeah. My top 10. This is my number one. He's thinking thinking to himself, God, man, how many De Niro and Pacino films do we have to watch? A few at least, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Usually pretty good. We should do a, a best of for those guys' movies. All the ones that together. Well, they only have like four, right? No, they've got to have a lot more than that. They got Godfather 2, Righteous Kill, Heat, and The Irishman. What else is there? Yeah, Tyler, what else is there? They were what just else you in... got? Hold on. What else you got? Let's see. Let's see. I'm coming for. Dig deep. Robert. Does Al Pacino show up and analyze this? De Niro. Nope. Al Analyze Pacino. that. No, he was in one of the uh, Meet the, the Family. Meet the, got the Irishman, 
Godfather Part Two, Heat, Righteous Kill. Uh, that's everything uh, Liam said. That's everything. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Liam. Thanks, right. thanks Tim. Uh, dang it, man! Sometimes you go toe to toe with uh, with me. It's yeah, really embarrassing for you. It really is. Yeah. This is on a national podcast. International. Yeah, millions even. are hearing this. They're in a documentary together called Little Spain. Great. Mm. Ah, good to know. Okay. But with, with that little victory, I'm going to go with my number one. Number one. Brrr. Any guesses, guys? Give us, um, a, give us a description and see if you can yeah. guess it first. With this, let's see a description. Is anything I describe it with it is just gonna give it away. Dang it, guys! I will tell you, it is not Star Wars: Clone Wars. That's a relief. With the little baby job of the hut. Sorry, is it a Star Wars movie? Yeah, guys, this is Empire Strikes Back. Is my number one all-time favorite movie. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. Oh, I guess that makes sense because this whole all these years we've been calling you the resident fanatic, and if you don't have at least one of these things in your list, that'd be embarrassing, wouldn't it? I know I'd be stripped of my titles and badges and medals. Yeah, I don't. I need those. You know that. Yeah. You need all of them. Now, did, what's the what's the newest movie on that list? The most recent film on that list is it Heat? Got up to the mid nineties. Heat is what ninety five. Yeah, he just ninety five. There was another nineties uh, movie earlier on. Almost famous was two thousand. Okay. Oh, okay, there it is. That's got to be the newest. Yeah, wow. with, so, with the exception of the uh, the uh, honorable mentions. Yeah, that's the most recent one. Wow. So only one movie made it into this century. Yeah. Wow. So. so they might have that, if if I were to put. If I were to squeak in one from this century, it would be Mad Max Fury Road. Hmm, okay. Otherwise, they should, they should just stop making movies, I guess, right? But, but they didn't, you didn't squeak it in, so they should. So mm-hmm. that's it. It's yeah. yeah. Shut it down. If there, was, Shut it down. if there was the six and a half, I would just have. <laughs> well, hey, Liam, good news. Hollywood is shut down, so you got your wish. We'll all be watching. We'll all be watching Eat last. Enough once we run out of movies to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it makes it all worthwhile. I've seen the sound of music. I'll have to watch Leaving Las Vegas next. Yeah. Well, don't get it confused with uh, the peppy uh, Cheryl Crow song. Cheryl Crow. Nothing like it. Right. Don't get it confused with Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That's very different. Yeah. 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 It's it's not that spacey at all. All right. But yeah, but yeah, thanks for listening to my top 10. You now guys. it's out there. It's out there in the world. Do you feel a little vulnerable, a little exposed now? I do. I'd be interested to see what other people think if they're just like, like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Like, leaving Las Vegas. Maybe I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. And then they go, <laughs> oh, wait, I thought he was talking about the Cheryl Crow video. It's like, dang it. <laughs> this one's two hours, not three minutes. What the heck was Liam talking about? Am I right? Surely there must be some Liam apologist in the comments section that can defend his movie list or resonate with them or become enthused by his list. We sure weren't. So, show your Liam support by leaving a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com. 
while you're there, you might as well subscribe to the podcast. Some of us have extra free time in these dark days, and what better way to spend that free time than catching up on a backlog of more than 100 episodes of You Hate Movies. 